1: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: Good morning, Metroplex. We are all live. We're all at home, but we're still live with the Hump Day edition of Sean, RJ, and Bobby on your home of the Cowboys and Rangers 105.3 The Fan. I want to know from the Twolos, from the Tolos, from the truckrick.com text line, who's up right now and why. That's what I would really like to know. Because I asked the guys in the commercial break, how are we looking in terms of traffic uh, on the texts? And Bobby said, they're still rolling in. So why are you up and what are you doing at 877-881-1053? So we can give you some 6 a.m. shout outs. And we're going to give you a concert ticket giveaway during the expressway to thank you uh, for sticking it out with us despite the weather. And I would also like to know if... The Cowboy Tolos would have given up a first and a second for Sean Payton like the Denver Broncos did yesterday. So, Bobby, where do we stand with some of the responses?
3: Uh, let's check the uh, the text here. On the uh, Twitch, uh, shout-out to DePope88. He says he's up uh, doing the same thing as us. He's working. So, we've got that. 337? Uh, we got four. Uh yeah well that one's on there too uh F no uh Sean Payton's not a genius uh no that's too much for Sean Payton um not giving up picks for a coach from the two one four another two one four no not worth it uh five four zero Payton Sean Payton will bring in Taysom Hill uh so yeah we got <laughs> we got some responses I haven't seen anybody yet say oh my gosh yeah I wish we could have done that. All right, there you go, choppy. That should make you happy. That should make
4: you proud. Man, I mean, it's just it's just so much. Even if you even if you love him and you think that he's like the 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 best coach in the league, a first and a second is a lot to give up for a head coach. That's I mean, that that's so much, man.
2: Maybe their final desperation shot to try to save the Russell situation. Uh, so let's go inside. Our situation, as Albert Breer, NFL insider, used to work here in DFW, yesterday went on G-Bag and the Dan Patrick Show, and Albert Breer talked about a possible feud between McCarthy and Kellen at the end.
4: Was Kellen more
5: fired by the Cowboys? I heard things weren't great between him and Mike McCarthy at the end. Um, And, you know, I I don't know if it was finally – The fact that they were both sort of play callers by trade that got them or it was the way that Dak played. What I do know is like that that arrangement that I think had worked okay, but had its ups and downs over three years, had sort of run its course. And obviously there were some great opportunities to be an offensive coordinator elsewhere for Kellen Moore. And I think this sort of allowed them to come to a everybody wins type of scenario.
2: So there it is. Not great towards the end. And this isn't that surprising to me. I mean, it's not surprising if you hear any coaches like have some beef. They're two offensive guys. Uh, McCarthy knows he's his head is on the uh, on the chopping block as well. If you don't beat San Francisco, especially if you don't beat Tampa, mm-hmm. it's just amazing how the Tampa win means nothing to anyone around here. Nobody cares anymore. Leading into the Buccaneers game, we were like, oh, Tampa has a good defense still. They shut us down in week one. Uh, Are we definitely going to be able to go in there? The Tom Brady mystique. And then we quickly flush the narratives just like that when they go in and dominate and have an offensive explosion in the first round of the playoffs. And we're just wash our hands of it. We're done. We don't care. And then McCarthy and Kellen Moore drama on top of it.
4: Yeah. I mean, listen. If if they wanted to move on from him for philosophical differences, that's one thing. If they moved on and he moved on from them because they couldn't get along, <sighs> I mean like that. I I just hate that for the fan base. I, I I do like that. It's not it's not Jerry Jimmy, but it's like we've already seen that. You, you can't get like like get along.
2: You would think the two that wouldn't get along were McCarthy and Dan Quinn, as everyone has anointed Dan Quinn around here, and we all think he's the next head coach in waiting. And McCarthy would have more bitterness. Yeah. Towards
4: him, right? You would think so, but if there's like you know uh, a bad working relationship or animosity, I mean, work through it, dude. You guys got to work through this. If, if, if this, I mean, you guys were third in expected points added per play this year. Like your offense wasn't broken at all. Now it had some problems at the end. Yeah, I did, but a lot of times do. I mean, are are the Bills? I mean, they scored ten points in the playoff game. Are they get rid of everybody on the offense? I, mean, I have no idea. Are they going to get rid of everybody? Uh, Or are they going to be like, okay, we had a bad game. We had a bad couple of weeks. I mean, which which one is it? So, I mean, man, this was like, if they moved on from him because they couldn't get along, like, shame on everybody there. Tell us what you know, Bobby. Tell tell us what you know, Bobby. I I think he moved
3: on from them, and they just said okay, is is essentially what I, I think that part of this was Kellen being ready to go. And Mike going, I'm not going to fight to keep him here. And the Jones is going, all right, well, if he doesn't want to be here and the coach doesn't want him here, uh, I guess we can't necessarily fight for it. If, if Kellen really wanted to be here, if Kellen Moore really wanted to, to be the offensive coordinator for the Cowboys and it was just Mike McCarthy was kind of like, eh, I don't know, I, I, I might like to move on. I think Kellen Moore is still here because I think the Joneses would have said, nah, he wants to be here, we'll, we'll, we'll give this another shot here. Um, but I think ultimately, if you're going to split the percentages in terms of the reason for Kellen not being here anymore, and I know everybody kept saying Kellen was fired, and sure, mutual, just like they always say, 60% of the reason. I think it's a 60-40 split. 60% of the reason is Kellen's desire to go, is Here's- what it is. I, th- I think I, th- I think this was three. I don't think this was just this year. I think for three years they butted heads. I think hey. it was, and I think it was as much to do about you know, both being offensive guys and different philosophies or whatever else, as much as it was, they just had very different personalities. And I I think personality-wise, it was sometimes a clash.
2: Here's Albert Breer on with the G-Bag Nation. Is it a done deal that Mike McCarthy, because this still seems up in the air, is it a done deal that Mike McCarthy is calling the plays here?
5: It sounds like he's going to call plays. Now, you never say never with this stuff, because sometimes... If you're in competition with some with, with another team for someone you really like, um, then maybe you'd offer something like that. I, I still think though, guys, like like let's say like you're competing with you know, with Baltimore for, for, for an offensive coordinator candidate. Well, you know, that offensive coordinator, you may tell that offensive coordinator candidate, yeah, you're gonna get to call plays in Dallas. He's still gonna look at that and say, Well, there's a better chance that I'm gonna be able to hold on to the play calling responsibility in Baltimore because John Harbaugh doesn't have the offensive background. So um, is it possible they offer that up? Maybe. I don't know how much of a difference it's going to make if you're in competition for certain candidates. And you also have somebody, I think, in-house and Brian Schottenheimer who had had the role that that Ben McAdoo had before um, where he's sort of working on both sides of the ball and could be a great resource to Mike McCarthy and probably wouldn't need play calling to take that job.
2: All right, let's talk a little bit about Brian Schottenheimer. Choppy, uh, you got some nerd stats for us when it comes to the possible next offensive coordinator for this team?
4: Uh, yeah, you know, so I was, I got a uh, direct message uh, the, uh, the other day from a guy named Dave Bartu. Now, Dave Bartu was a uh, college football player. Uh, he has this awesome website. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's Is uh, the this football- the hemp place? Well, that, yeah, so he's really big in uh, – he's got a pro-athletes hemp association, but uh, he's also got this website. Okay, what, is
2: that, what does that mean? The hemp – wait, you're just saying it like it's – like there's 10 of them out there. The pro-athletes <laughs> hemp association.
4: Okay, so here's what the uh, bio says. Formulated with the strength needed for pro-athletes, aches, pains, inflammation, sleep, and body and skin and hair recovery. All natural, made in the USA, baby. Um, wow. But – he's got this website that he does for college football, which is basically nailed every single final four at every time in order for like the entire time he's been nails on it. Well, he went and he has dug up a list of every single of the last since 2017, the top 50 scoring efficiency seasons in the NFL. And Brian Schottenheimer has three of those 50, all three overperformed the league. By at least 11%. And in his first year, his efficiency progression was 21% better. So, this
2: was with the Seahawks with Russ?
4: Yes. So, that's just one little nugget that he was able to dig up that, you know, it did quite well. So, we'll see. Who knows? But that was uh, what, 2017, 2018 with Russ? Bobby, were you
2: able to find out anything more on Jeff Nixon, the Panthers running back coach, interviewing for the Cowboys OC job?
3: Uh, just a very little bit. It definitely seems like he's a referral um, just from, you know, it's it's somebody that Ben McAdoo knows. It's somebody that uh, James Campen knows who they were interested in bringing over as potentially as their offensive coordinator. Yeah. Um, as I mentioned yesterday, Joe Philbin coached with him for four years. He doesn't have play-calling experience other than I, I guess he he covered at the end uh, of, of one of his gigs when an offensive coordinator got fired. He called plays for like the last two weeks or something, but that's it. That's all of his play-calling experience. So if he were to come here, it sounds like the type of guy where if you're taking a running backs coach who's really never called plays, it sounds like the type of guy you would bring in here with the idea that McCarthy's going to call plays that it wouldn't be a guy that you're having come in here, design an offense, install it, uh, call the plays, do all of that. It sounds like it'd be more like what the Cowboys had, uh, honestly, with Maurice Carthon about 20 years ago when he was brought in as the offensive coordinator, but he wasn't calling plays, so they also had him be the running backs coach. So you've got a running backs coach job open, you've got offensive coordinator open, he could come here, coach the running backs, have the title, do all the installation, but ultimately McCarthy would be calling plays. So I think that's the way it would play out if he was the guy.
2: Final one from Albert Breer on the G Bag is Mike McCarthy still on the hot seat?
5: So it's like we say that, and that's not really Jerry's history. Yeah, you know, like his history is not to have a you know an itchy trigger finger. Like they, I mean, they stuck with Dave Campo for three years. They stuck with Wade Phillips for four. Jason Garrett got 9, you know, so I mean, I know everybody thinks that like Jerry's like you know, this gunslinger who, you know, is 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 going to get antsy and, and start firing people, but that's just not his history, you know. So I I uh you know, I, I do think like there's a lot on the line for Mike McCarthy in 2023, and when you clean out your coaching staff the way that he did, you you basically put it on yourself to fix it. You know, now it's really on Mike to fix it. Um, you know, and I think certainly like the amount of players that they have that are either entering or in the prime of their careers, that you know, puts pressure on, 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 on Mike too, to, to capitalize on the window that they're in right now. So, you know, I think like for, for, for Mike to avoid, you know, this sort of discussion, when we get to November and December, two things are going to have to happen. They're going to be, have to be back in contention again, you know, and then I think Dak's going to have to play better than he did, Um, towards the towards the end of the year last year Um, and you know I think both those things are attainable but you know with uh, the changes in the coaching staff that Mike made there are some new challenges that I think he's gonna have to overcome to get there
2: so Albert Breer in the middle of a Danish right there apparently Uh, G-Bag Nation I don't know what Aaron Rodgers was uh, eating or sipping on as he was on with McAfee Give us the latest with all your drama, Aaron, whether you're coming back to play or not.
0: So how do you see this going? You you have to figure out what you want to do, and then your first call is to the Packers, and then you let them know what you're thinking, and then they said that we'll let you know what we're thinking, and then that's kind of how the whole process will unfold, you think?
4: I think so. I mean, it sounds like there's already conversations going on that aren't involving me, which are interesting. You know, honestly, I've been insulated to a lot of that. Like I said, I was in... In Nashville, and and then I'll be up here, uh, you know, this week playing in the tournament. So uh, I'm not a part of those conversations right now. When I make up my mind, one way or another, then uh, you guys and Packers, not in that order, but and everybody else will uh, will know at some point. So here okay. we go. All right, so drama again with this guy. That, that that's we it, it's we're we're setting up for another off season of Aaron Rodgers drama, right? Perfect. Can't wait for it. You know, you would think that he wants to get to a new team, so he would want to make the decision quicker. Like, why would he want to get to the new team in a month? Why would he not want to get to the new team as soon as possible?
2: I'm just trying to figure out who else could be in play besides the Jets. Like, I root for offseason movement. Obviously, I would root for Aaron Rodgers out of the NFC. Uh, Bobby doesn't care. He thinks he's basically uh, close to you know, close to being done anyway. I'm just trying to see who else in the AFC could be a team, Jets and the Raiders.
4: Raiders. That's it. That's Jets it. and Raiders, I think.
3: Unless you know, unless it is the, unless it is like Choppy suggested before, unless like the Titans wanted to mm-hmm. try and do something. Like, I mean, the Titans are oh, the only yeah. other team where maybe he elevates them a little bit, but I don't know how much they're interested.
2: 877-881-1053 is the truckwreck.com. Text line here on DFW Sports Station. How do we fix the referee problem in the NFL? One former player in Texas says it doesn't matter. It's all rigged. If you love conspiracy theories, put on your foil tin hats. The X-Files NFL segment next on The Fan.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. Post your free job on linkedin.com/slash recommend today.
2: Good morning, Metroplex. Shout out to the 6 a.m. Club Hump Day Edition. Hey. Uh, Sean and RJ here on 1053 The Fan. We got Bobby Belt teaching weather uh, with now a pirate outfit with the, uh, Arr, with, matey. With the eye patch. And uh, our, we got Bobby's eye and RJ's mouth on the fan cam here, Twitch. And YouTube, and apparently, while Bobby is teaching weather, RJ, you're you're in a home ec class. You're hearing you're hearing a buzz saw or wood being being chopped in your in your house.
4: <laughs> that's uh that that's more of a shop class, I think. But uh, we got my nephew is uh, he lives with me, and, and and I'm I'm in my office, Sean, <laughs> no. and uh, and right next to me uh, is his room, and this kid is snoring at a level. That a twenty-seven-year-old should not be having sleep apnea at. Okay, this is this. I don't think he's breathed more than four times an hour. But if I could reach this microphone to the wall, I bet you it would be able to. You'd be able to pick up, pick it up. I don't know that it won't reach. But it would definitely pick it up.
2: But it definitely can't reach over there. Like, can it even get close? I could try. Go ahead, try it. Try it out.
4: It get close. Try to reach around. Whoa, whoa, whoa,
2: whoa, 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 whoa! What was that? Was that your blankie?
4: Yeah, it's cold in here, Sean.
3: It's very cold in this room. I have a, I have a blankie too, Sean. Oh, you don't have a blankie? God. No, I'm a man. I'm not a <laughs> well, child.
2: I'm not a wow, baby. Wow,
3: okay. You have a little Barrett's, blankie
2: on your Barrett's lap. Barrett Sports
3: Media article. Sean Sharif <laughs> says blankets are feminine. Okay, and, yep, We're going to be able to reach here. And hates dogs. <gasps> Sean Vick. Okay.
4: Okay, here we go. Ready? Okay.
3: Yeah. Crank him up. here i think we're setting off silence alarms man nothing
2: i don't think so i don't think so not 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 close enough but did you all drink last night or something is that why he's uh is that why he's snoring louder or what
4: you know he's not much of a drinker uh anymore he's trying to cut back okay um no he just snores he's just a snorer
2: all right hold hold up y'all's blankets for the fan cam let's see let's see what y'all are working with over there
4: i mean mine's
3: a giant comforter because I knew I was gonna have you to wake up, and because uh, I knew I was gonna have to wake up and broadcast, <laughs> oh, so I slept on the couch.
2: What's really going on? Talking. Oh, out. nothing.
3: I mean, you grouchy well, now?
2: You grouchy now because you're no, not
3: eating the same? No, no, no. Actually, that's been uh, that's been surprisingly easy. Like that has not been uh, an issue at all. Uh, the The food's uh, been good. I've been able to to fall into a routine after a couple days. But no, uh, it's typically if I've got a because yesterday, I thought I was going to have to get up at 4. Or, I mean, I did get up at 4. Um, but just getting up and then getting everything ready, I just figured I'd sleep out here.
2: All right. So how long is the mother-in-law going to be stuck in town not being able to fly out? Ooh,
3: so here's the problem. She's supposed to fly to Maine on oh,
2: Thursday.
4: Wonderful.
3: And if she's delayed on Thursday and it waits till Friday, then she was told by uh, our... 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 you outfit. You went... You, Right Christ-
2: now with the glasses.
3: Yeah, I'm doing John Lennon. Uh, Kristen, uh, Kristen's brother who lives in Maine, they were telling her, well, if you don't get out Thursday, you might not be able to get out for a week because then we're supposed to have ice for like a week. And so the sweet spot is Thursday. So we really need a Thursday takeoff. Is he a lumberjack? He is not. I don't know what he's doing right now, actually. That's about the know, only like,
4: job I think you can be in Maine is a lumberjack. That's what you I'm, I'm I'm
3: I'm pro- I'm probably the worst about keeping up with those sorts of details with uh, like family and stuff, because like I just recently had Kristen tell me what two of my brothers do for work. She knew I didn't.
2: Wow. So it's all about you. Like you sent out the family text message that you're now a morning show host in Dallas and you don't care that someone's catching lobster in Maine. Uh, you, have, you don't give a crap. Nice.
3: Damn, damn right! If it comes out of the water, I don't, I don't care about it. No, but what honestly happens <laughs> right. is uh, I just I, I can't keep up with. Uh, you have three kids, you got like jobs and stuff. And, like you just you you lose track of what everybody else is doing sometimes.
2: Right. You're a guy who doesn't lose track of anything. You remember. All I lose the track of everything. Details and okay. All right, so let's let, let's talk about this cuckoo bird, Arian Foster. Uh, he is now in the Larry Johnson running backs club. So this is Arian Foster. Man, he was he was nasty when he was playing. Man, I mean, this is a guy you went and tried to get in fantasy football. Here he is on bar stool. NFL rigged was trending, of course, during the AFC Championship. Oh, don't wear, don't put that on, Bobby. Oh, don't, sorry. Don't put, don't get, don't set RJ off now. With the COVID mask What are you doing there? They
3: have a COVID <laughs> yeah, mask they, option on they Zoom. They have a mask filter. Hey, since I look like I'm on the casting couch, I'm just going to uh, rock with this one now, the little camcorder.
2: Okay. <laughs> what are people saying about your couch? <laughs>
3: yeah, 956 earlier said that he doesn't think he's seen anything more disturbing than me looking like I'm sitting on the casting couch. Which, okay. Which, to be honest, if you want to go check out the fan cam, yeah, you've got uh, pinatas and, and fun stuff on your wall. Choppy has whatever that – two-fisted uh bullet he was holding <laughs> earlier 90 cal uh, baby and then i just have a painting that i knocked over uh when we first started this morning and uh couch. nothing behind me
2: yeah Bobby's couch sitting in there okay so here's arian foster on with barstool saying the nfl is indeed rigged
5: uh arian was telling me about how the nfl is rigged and how every year he used to get a script Yeah, day one of training camp that would Mm -hmm. get dropped off at his locker Mm -hmm. and you would have to you know it was like week one you'll do this week two you're going to have a hamstring injury week three this is going to happen week four you're going to get three touchdowns Mm -hmm. and so then you just have to did you memorize those before the season started or would you go and rehearse the script before every game? We were really dedicated to it so it was more so like um, that's what practice was about it was about practicing the script like this is what goes on and this is what we have to do Mm -hmm. in order to and this referee is going to miss this call because yeah, they we, hate you yeah. and they love the Colts yeah, that like, sort of thing uh, WWF so it's like you yeah, know, we know what's gonna happen but you still gotta put on a show
3: how yeah. that's, your, that's this, your boy Chop how, that's Rocky Top how, yep. how this how this
2: the, the, the real genius of this clip is PFT who's interviewing keeping a straight face how he kept a straight face and asked these questions without cracking a smile or a little smirk is a master class in interviewing so well done Arian Foster saying, "Yep, we're just not handed a playbook. When you get cut, you walk into the office with your playbook and your script, and no one else in the league is ever going to talk about
4: it. No one, no one's going to talk about it. Not Arian Foster, not Cole Beasley, not nobody. Uh, the NFL is going to sit here, <laughs> and they are going to, you know, they're going to, they're going to demand uh, that Buffalo, Cincinnati, and Kansas City." These giant media markets are going to be in the conference <laughs> championship game every year for the next 15 years. And keep us out. And the Cowboys and the New York Giants and the all the other big giant <laughs> media markets out there are going to be shut out from everything. Well, you got to do Ro- that
2: to throw us off the scent. You have to yeah, do that.
4: That's right. That's Roger Goodell's master plan. We are going to make sure the Cowboys and the Giants, by the two teams, and the Bears, the Bears, oh my God, the Bears too. The Bears. The teams of the biggest fan bases in the, in the sport, they're going to be out. They're going to be out by the end of the first, second weekend. But Cincinnati and Kansas City, man, that's where it's at.
3: Yeah, if, if you if you wanted to, uh, like you referenced there about like, oh, yeah, you don't think Cole Beasley would say something. The proof, all the evidence you need that there is no script is Antonio Brown's never told us about it. <laughs> if it, it like if there was a script, Antonio Brown, that would be the first thing that he he would like send us some like selfie video with Giselle laying on his chest, talking about how like oh it's all script, man. I was uh I, I got tired of the game and I uh, I, I just walked away from it. I, I wasn't gonna play it. But then again, you also could make the argument, I guess, or Arian Foster would that no Antonio Brown's not really like that. All part of the script. Yeah. You yeah. think anybody's like that? He's the, a character.
2: The scariest thing is not Arian Foster. It's the amount of people. What percentage of people do you think actually? Believe him. That's what's scary. That it could be five percent or more, right?
4: Yeah, I think it's fair. I think five percent. I think maybe you might get the closer to ten. You never know. I mean, conspiracy theorist dude, is out there, man. They're they're at least vocal. How about that? The numbers may not be there, but the vocal numbers are there.
3: Bobby, you they think are it's a higher? Very or lower? Loud minority. I think it's lower. I don't think you find one out of every 10, one out of every twenty fans who go, "Oh yeah, the NFL's rigged." Like, I think if you if you really asked, it's probably, you're looking more at, like, 1% to 2% would believe what Arian Fo Now, I will say, there are probably some people who, it's 5 to 10% that believe, like, the Tim Donaghy angles, but probably not the to the extent that Arian Foster said.
2: An individual game. An individual game right. was set up. Like, Lakers-Kings, I do believe, back when Vlade and Chris Webber and White Chalk that were playing against the Lakers, I was like, Yep. And I was rooting for the Lakers, and I'm like, "This is rigged! Like, this is this is fixed. They definitely want the Lakers to win and advance. So maybe for individual games, but there's Arian Foster. Does he have a platform there? Does he have a show on Barstool? Yeah,
4: like he. That's his. He does. Well, it's like it's he's a guest, like a a regular guest with them. I don't think it's like he's every day on there. Wow. But I think he's a regular guest. Oh gosh,
3: he's he's a he's a rapper now. He goes by Bobby Fino.
2: Here's, That's uh, what
3: Foster does.
2: Here's Ian Rapp report in all seriousness, saying that the National Football League may realize they have an officiating problem.
0: I would say, are they aware? Yes, and I would expect some significant discussion this off season on how to get this thing better. I mean, is it full time refs? Is it starting from the bottom up and saying who are we hiring? Is these refs and like is this the right? Are these going to be people that are going to dedicate their lives, their jobs to being a ref and all the things that it entails from going out to training camps and getting live reps and, you know, doing, I don't know, virtual reality, whatever people do to prepare, um, are, is everyone hundred percent committed to that? Like it does seem like there is an acknowledgement that things should be better.
2: Bobby, what was Tom Brady saying about the referees and flags?
3: Yeah, so Brady was on his, uh, his podcast, the Let's Go podcast, which, by the way, that's the most boring, like, generic name you could ever give to a podcast. It is a very but generic name. He was name. making the argument to Jim Gray that, look, uh, about this whole officiating thing, I- I'm only in favor of throwing flags if it's, quote, uh, clear, obvious, and prolonged. And he thinks that those are the only times. So he, he wants a cutback on penalties, which I think is hilarious because he thinks anytime anything happens to him, it's clear, obvious, and prolonged. I've never seen somebody argue for more flags in the NFL than Brady. And I love Brady. I think he's the GOAT. I, I, I've always been a huge fan of his. But th- it's a little funny to go like, man, these penalties, they're out of control. And it's like, dude, you're part of like the aggressive penalty calling that's occurred. Hmm. Like you're, you're part of the reason people can't hit quarterbacks at all. You, you, you helped usher that in, and every single time you stop down and complain whenever a penalty doesn't go your way. So I think that's a little funny.
4: Look, Tom, Tom does complain. He always has complained. And all these quarterbacks have have done a great job of ushering in the penalty world. It's not just one guy. It's not just Tom Brady. It wasn't just Aaron Rodgers that does this. It's everybody. The league as a whole wants this too. They have. You know how I know? Because they put Carl Jeffers on the Super Bowl, who was like the one of the the, the, the leading penalty-calling referee. They put him on the Super Bowl. Of course they want penalties.
2: Gene Steratore is like the Mike Pereira for CBS. Uh, he's their rules guy on TV. Here is his suggestion on improving officiating.
6: You, you just have to get better. Uh, what you said about the Michigan play, right? I don't like the fact that we're reviewing plays frame by frame catches look like somebody's had the ball for a light year when they haven't had the ball for a second there's 200 plus frames per second so you know review plays at 25 percent 30 percent slower than real time and if it doesn't jump off the screen at you from that point on move on it's it's not a big enough play to, to 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 overturn I think we're in that a little bit overly technical right so some of that gets in your head too you're trying to get a play right in real time Now you get reviewed in this frame-by-frame world where you know what you saw was ball movement. He doesn't possess the ball. I've got a feel for that out there. Now we go upstairs. They're click-by-click, click, click, click. click. All of a sudden, it's changed. It gets in your psyche a little bit. Now you're a competitor. So now how do I get to that level to get that right? Or do I become less aggressive, right, because I'm apprehensive on that? So is there that climate or culture feeling? I I think that's a possibility.
2: Toppy, you're applauding.
4: Yeah, I want things to be right, but not too right. Okay, you know, I don't, want, I don't want you to be too technical with it. Like, have you know, show exercise some common sense? The problem is, everybody's common sense is different. I have more common sense than everybody else in the world. Uh, I think Sean's a close second. I'm not sure about Bobby. We don't know him very well. Peyton has none,
1: none whatsoever.
4: Uh, but that'll come. That happens. No 20 year old. No, nobody in their 20s has any common sense whatsoever. Uh, but yeah, like. Yeah, the Dez catch technically wasn't a catch, but use some common sense, it was. Like, use some common sense with it, right? You know, right. use some common sense with all these. Um, you know, it doesn't. you don't have to get technical with it.
2: Steph Curry versus Charles Barkley. When it comes to NBA players sitting out, uh, we have a monkey issue somewhere else in the country. It's not just the Dallas Zoo and Bobby Belt with a patented weather update when Sean and RJ return right here on The Fan. All right, we got headlines at 7 o'clock. The Expressway chopping it up at 7.20. Dan Brunoff is going to hop on again during the Expressway to tell us if we're all going back to work tomorrow or is it going to be Friday? Sean Sharif or Jay Choppy and Bobby Belt all in the comforts of our own homes. We got Pepe in studio running the fan cam, Twitch, and YouTube, and choppy i asked some of the tolos to tell us why they are awake and what they're actually doing and if anyone is out and about what are, what are some of the tolos saying
4: uh well some of them are saying that they are uh, emts or, or fire uh, or police and they're having to go into work just as we are and by the uh, way
2: as Brunoff said yesterday props to all of you they don't get near enough credit it kind of hit me yesterday as i was watching the news nbc5 of course and you have this 18 wheeler that is just angled on an access road and the whole thing is blocked and i'm like how do you get that thing out of there how long is that going to take imagine having that job you're going out there to 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 unstick unwedge an 18 wheeler that is completely trapped and then you talk about the medical personnel good gosh what a what a what a nightmare
4: oh yeah and and props to them uh, for doing that, uh, I, about to go uh, drive uh, to work uh, at the gas station. Others are saying that uh, they work at uh, grocery stores. I work at American Airlines. I work for Dot. I'm about to salt the roads and sand the roads. Just getting off a 12-hour shift at the police department. So a lot of people out. Well, not, you know, are you people that are out are necessarily necessary to be out.
2: Are you guys surprised we don't see, like, more lawsuits when it comes to employees feeling pressured? for work did you say 407 barbecue put out something bobby maybe my top barbecue (laughs) in the entire in the entire state of texas shout out brian uh at at 407
3: it's good stuff yeah they put out something yesterday where uh he said if, if the the it was like if the map looks like this and it was like a traffic map with all the red and showing how just bad traffic was with the the weather and he goes then you and, and your boss asks you to come in. Then you need to give him the or show him this, and it was like an application to go to 407 Barbecue. And he said, like, we're never going to put our people at risk, and uh, you know, we're we're always going to look out for them. 407 Barbecue, Brian, uh, the the guy who got our bay at Top Golf. So those are our yeah. those are our friends there.
2: And speaking of Brian, I would call that like broadest legislation. Uh, if you want to file a lawsuit. The peer pressure from people like Brian Broadus that shame you in your building and make you feel like a wuss. As I was walking out yesterday, man, did I feel like a wuss. I'm walking out yesterday at 9 a.m. I stayed 45 minutes later than the boss told me. He said, leave at 8.15. Uh, and as I'm walking out, here's old pill popper Kevin Haglin walking in with this huge Ziploc bag of medicine since he was out sick, but those I hate those people. The Kevin Haglins, the Brian Broadus. His Broadus called me yesterday. He's like, uh, "How are the roads?" I saw you were the only one to go in. You know, uh, so uh. I felt like I felt like I was more of a man, and Broadus, like, my father-in-law as well. My father-in-law knows I'm not a man. Like I need him to change light bulb fixtures in the driveway, and he's like. He sent me a text yesterday, way to wait to battle the treacherous roads battle. out there. Because he was he was a truck driver and he's like, Way to battle the treacherous roads, and I'm like, Yeah, he finally, after five years, he acknowledges me as his son in law. He thinks I was tough for going out. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Badge of honor. But Broadus <laughs> will shame
4: you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, like, Bradus is the thing, worst you know, about it. You if you wanna if you wanna if you wanna brave these roads, man, like go ahead. Go ahead, but like, I, I look outside my neighbor. There's 11 cars just parked on the side of the road uh, on this hill that it is, takes to get out of my neighborhood. Like to get out to the highway. There's 11 cars. Go ahead. And what are you gonna do? You gonna wait till Thursday to get them out?
2: And it's not just you driving. It's not you that's the problem. It's yeah. everyone else that is the problem. And and not, and maybe not even other people that are a problem. Just takes one little slip. It takes one little patch, and all of a sudden you got chaos out there. But we're, I'm a bus I'm a bus brought us his balls on Friday, the tough guy award. Him and Kevin Haglin, yep. the badge of honor coming in. I'm just shocked Basic went in. I'm shocked.
4: Oh, I know. Oh, I am stunned he was in. Garrett I bet you won't be here today.
2: Yeah. All uh. right, so Bobby, let's go to the map. Let's give us uh give yeah. the Tolos what they want with the weather update.
3: Yeah, let's uh, let's check on this map here, Sean, Uh, as we've talked about, uh, you know, everything was uh, starting to move off towards the uh, or no, that's the West. Uh, Everything was starting to move off towards the east down here. A lot of uh, I guess we'd call that uh, fuchsia, a lot of fuchsia right there. But sneaking up behind you, coming your way, Chop, we got some some purple. So the purple is now coming towards y'all. Uh, And so I think what we're looking at today, Sean, honestly, uh, we got an ice storm warning until 9 a.m. Thursday. So a freezing rain will move in later this morning. Waves of freezing rain with thunder through Thursday. Uh, Temperatures are going to stay below freezing until early Thursday. Uh, cold rain Thursday, maybe a burst of wet snow is also possible Thursday evening. Uh, but I think sunshine and warming temps return uh, Friday through the weekend, or at least that's what Dan Brunoff's email said, all that. Uh, anyway, so uh, there's there's purple right there, and there's fuchsia. So if you, if you live in the fuchsia or the purple, boy, uh, don't get in your car at all.
2: Do you think that weather people are backwards in life, like – they're left and right they they just go opposite or they're like pointing do you think that gets them turned around with just your mini bro, your mini meteorology career that you've had here this week
3: it must a little at least at first i would guess at first you're you're kind of but then I, w- I would assume you just kind of get used to it but don't they have i guess they've got so they've got the green they've got the green screen right they're like okay so here's the city and the pressure system and then they, uh, what they do, I think, is they've got like a little monitor off screen that that's what they're looking at. So I think it gives them a good frame of reference for where they're at. So I think they, mm. I think they power through it. But initially, it has to be an issue.
2: So Choppy, you nailed it yesterday. You said 8 a.m. it was going to hit. Are you telling us the same for noon today? Same thing?
4: Uh, same- it looks like. So I did the, uh, the, the 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 WAP as you called it, the wet ass pavement, and uh, <laughs> the, the 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 weather app, and it says right around 12 to 12:30. Like the entire city, the entire city from from Fort Worth to Denton to Dallas, maybe even to where Peyton's palatial estate is in Rockwall. (laughs) Every single one of them, every single bit of this town is going to be completely blanketed by it looks to be a lavender color.
2: Peyton, have your parents been missing you in Rockwall? They worried about you uh, living that hotel life here in in Uptown.
1: Yeah, they've told me to stay at least a couple more days, and I told wow. them no, politely. Um, so I will be making my way back. Um, I mean, the dogs miss me, though. You know, the dogs—they're—they're they're sending me vid. The parents are sending me videos of the dogs and stuff <laughs> out in the snow, and I—you uh, know—I just—I miss those things, man.
2: You're not in Punta Cana, like you're not out of the country right now. You are <laughs> feels you're like 35 that. minutes. How many? How many days clothes did you pack is the real question?
1: Oh, just two. Yeah, so I'm on my, I'm on my second pair of uh, socks and Ooh. underwear. Oh. Uh, I did shower, though, last night, so I think we're good, good, though. All
2: right, did you walk out of the shower in the hotel room barefoot?
1: Yes. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I mean, they they clean those, right? I mean, I saw the maintenance guy or the maintenance. Yeah, guy, they, The, the, the yeah, res comes over and does the carpets every week. <laughs> <laughs> There's Bobby, no carpet in there though. It's Bobby, will
2: blood. you, being the germaphobe you are, will you shower in the hotel room and walk out on the carpet barefoot?
3: Uh, yeah, that's not really my my issue. Mine is more airborne. Like uh like I say the the particles from the bathroom mixing with the steam of the shower is my my big issue but no i don't i don't have a problem specifically the hotel now if it's a la quinta in the area where Peyton's talking about i uh i, I mean i don't know that i would uh walk onto that floor but um you know uh, you know some of us uh, are just built different and Peyton's built different he can handle it Bobby talking and recapping the movie
2: Outbreak uh, with the airborne viruses, which is a <laughs> perfect segue to another zoo issue. Now, the Dallas Zoo has an internal problem. They have someone that is messing with their exhibits, uh, and we had a couple of monkeys that were uh, that were set free. The report from the Dallas Police Department, the monkeys were recovered. So we got the we got the the leopard back, mm-hmm. and now we have the monkeys back. But Bobby, this is now becoming this is now becoming a, a pattern throughout the
3: country. Yeah, there's a whole crime syndicate that is now stealing monkeys because the Louis a zoo in Louisiana had like a dozen monkeys get stolen. Uh, what's today Wednesday? So this was on Monday that they had like ten monkeys stolen out of their zoo. And so this is becoming like it's, it's a legitimate. Now I'm going to be keeping an eye on on all the stories across the country. This genuinely does feel like some sort of um, you ever seen Gang. the movie 12 Monkeys with uh, Brad Pitt and and Bruce Willis. Yeah. It does feel like an army of the 12 Monkeys like, oh, let's free all these animals and and let them go go wild. Yeah. Wreaking havoc
4: everywhere. Yeah. Uh, this is definitely PETA. I'm, uh, I'm putting it on PETA. And if it's not on PETA. <laughs> It's some PETA-like organization. They're like that. They, PETA is now the—they're the generic name for any animal activism. Any animal activism out there, it's just PETA. It's like Kleenex or Coke. Every, every soda is a Coke, right? Every soda is a Coke. Every animal activist is PETA. They're in charge of this. Have to be. Um, nobody else would do something like this. When you have all these animals skipping town, missing, you know, holes in the fence, man, that is mischief. Mischief, I say.
3: Broadus' uh, theory yesterday when I brought it up on GBag, Broadus goes, oh, my God, Planet of the Apes was true. And so he thinks they're all – it's the monkeys are banding together to take us out. Oh.
2: So it happened here, and now in Louisiana. I just want to know about the security systems. I just want to know about the camera systems on the exhibits. Why? What's the explanation on those? Are they getting cut? What's the deal? Is it a, is, is it a security person who knows where all the blind spots are? So – Uh, It continues to uh, take place now. It's spreading throughout the country. 877-881-1053 is the truckwreck.com text line to hit us up here on DFW Sports Station. We have a concert ticket giveaway. Brooks and Dunn during the Expressway. Dan Brunoff at 720 to tell you if you're going back into the office tomorrow. But let's get to some headlines inside the Mike McCarthy, Kellen Moore drama And would you have given up a first and a second round pick for Sean Payton in DFW? Bobby Belt with his nose hairs. RJ Choppy with Mean Gene in the background. Hump Day headlines. On Sean and RJ next.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive.